Welcome to Nutrition Unmeasured, a podcast for dietitians, students, but also parents, caregivers, and everyone in between looking for non-restrictive, body-inclusive ways to be nourished and live well. Hosted by me, Gina Forster, an anti-diet registered dietitian and certified intuitive eating counselor from Columbus, Ohio. Go box. Welcome back to the Nutrition Unmeasured podcast. This episode is brought to you by my free handout on training for a half marathon intuitively. To receive this free all-inclusive multiple page handout, see the link in my show notes. Before getting started today, I'd love to ask you for a review if you're enjoying this podcast. Reviews only take a few seconds and they truly help me grow the leadership or I should say listenership. So of course, I'd appreciate it. Uh, Just a few updates since last time. I know that when I had this podcast with Nicole, people either loved our updates or hated them. So feel free to fast forward through this part if you'd like. But I do want to give you just some updates on my life since last last time in case you're curious. Uh, I talked about my June vacation to Corolla. I mentioned going to see horses. We did not see the horses, but I will say this. Um, We went to the adventure park in Corolla. If you have kids, I would highly suggest doing it. They have four different stages, four different levels of height. And I have a very, I think, tentative daughter, although she is much more adventurous than I would have thought she would be uh, just based on, you know, her, her dislike for roller coasters and stuff. But she went up almost to the highest level and she had a blast. Uh, So I highly recommend that if you're in Corolla. Another update, I'm starting a new job soon. Again, I can maybe talk about that with you uh, soon, but I'm I'm really excited about it. So anyway, on with the content for today's show, talking about training for a half marathon uh, intuitively and really my history of with running when it comes to running, which I will tell you, I used to hate running. In fact, I, I wouldn't say necessarily I currently love to run. There are definitely other workouts that I prefer. I do rather enjoy running, but I used to, I mean, I would get so nervous before having to run in gym class or, you know, running for lacrosse practice, which is, you know, sounds odd because I did play lacrosse, but I hate to run. Uh, I was always into sprinting. I've, I think my body is actually meant to sprint. I'm actually quite fast. I always joke that in softball, the only reason I made it to first base is because I'm really fast, not because I was really good at hitting the ball. Uh, but anyway, I was always really good at sprinting, always hated running, hated doing the mile run in eighth grade and beyond. Um, and then I would say in high school, when I started to really have negative thoughts about my body, I really used running to maintain my weight. Uh, and of course, I still hated it probably even more because of that. Uh, let's see, I, I I really think the... The reason I, I, well, one of the reasons I didn't like to run was because I thought I wasn't good at it because I, because I was slow. So I essentially thought I was jogging, right? I mean, I, I, and still, I will say my, my one mile pace is anywhere from 930 to 1030, which I am very proud of that. Um, But back then, you know, they always said, you need to get under eight, eight minute miles and, you know, and so I felt guilty when I didn't. So I just thought I was really bad at it. But you don't need to be fast to be a runner. And I think that's really important to know. Um, so once I started loosening up my expectations and really giving myself more grace, I started just enjoying it more. Um, and this was really when I got a little bit older, definitely out of college. And once my relationship with food and my body got a little bit better, which took many years, uh, I will I will say 
I also used to think the best way to train was just to run, which I will talk about here in a moment that I disagree with that. I don't think that just running is the best way to train for anything or to even become a better runner. People who just run are generally not going to be as good. You need to cross train. And again, this is not my field of expertise. I am just speaking anecdotally, but I've also heard this and it makes sense. Think about any sport, any Olympic sport. They're not just playing their sport. They're doing other cross training to get better. Uh, So it makes sense with running as well. So what prompted me to last year in October, 2022, run my first marathon, which by the way, never in a million years would I thought I would do. I've always thought I'll never run a marathon. I've always thought I'll never run a half marathon. It's just not something that I enjoy doing. But Nick, my husband was interested in running the half marathon, which I, of course, was all about because I I don't want to talk about him negatively, but he doesn't, he's not very active. And sometimes I think that he could be more active. He has a sedentary job. So I do, I don't want to say worry about him sometimes, but you know, I am his partner for life and I would like to him for to be around as long as possible. And so, yeah, I guess sometimes I wish he would do more um, to help his, you know, his heart and et cetera. So when he said he wanted to train for a half marathon, I got very excited and I thought, why not do it with him? We could do it together. It could be almost like a bonding thing for us, which it truly, truly was. Uh, I was nervous that it would lead me down a dangerous path of obsessing over my workouts and food, uh, which I will say it, it did not at all. Uh, but, you know, a couple, you know, maybe 10 years ago, it probably would have. Uh, so, yeah, I, I also will say at this point in my life, I do not track my my exercise or activity on my smartwatch. I did at the time when I was training for my first half marathon, but it didn't become obsessive. But at this point, I I don't do that at all. I don't track my workouts or look how many calories I'm burning, all that stuff. It's just not helpful for me. And I don't think it's helpful for anyone personally, but I stopped doing that probably six months ago. I will say I do uh, track my workouts when I'm actually doing my run to see how many miles I've run, which, you know, I don't know any way around that. I'm sure there's probably another way to do that. But at this point, that is what I'm doing. So yes, I blame Nick for getting me into half marathons. Uh, so how did I do it? Uh, and what are my basic tips for training, uh, for a half marathon? Um, so how did I do it intuitively, I guess, is what the question is. I really, at this point in my life, feel 100% in tune with my body. Um, I have a rough idea of what I need as far as carbohydrates and proteins. And those are my two focuses, carbs and protein, but also, of course, fluid. Uh, and, and and I will also break this down very uh, in a somewhat de- more detailed in the hand that free handout that I talked to about uh, talked to you about in the in the intro. There, I'll put that link in the show notes. But honestly, I, I do focus more on protein right after my runs and in the morning, and then on carbs really throughout the day, especially when I'm getting into those higher number of mile mileage days or weeks when I'm training for the half marathon. So I'm really focusing on carbs. Uh, Even during the run, once I get to that five mile plus uh, on my run, so anything uh, more than five miles, I'm using those carb chews that I I don't know if what you prefer, but I have been a fan of either the Honey Stinger or the Gatorade brands, which I'll link to in the show notes. Um, Okay. And here's, this is somewhat controversial. And again, I am not a, I am, first of all, I'm not a personal trainer. I am not a sports dietitian. I did take one sports nutrition course in graduate school, which was 
probably one of my favorite courses, but it's just not um, something that I focus on or know a whole lot about other than the very basics. But I do run on a completely empty stomach. And again, I'm not necessarily recommending this, but I have IBS and I find that if I run with anything in my stomach, it just sloshes around the whole time and it's incredibly uncomfortable for me. Now, when I go out to run the half marathon, I will probably have like a small banana or something before. And then again, I am nourishing myself with those carbohydrate chews, which for me works really well because they're very small and they're a concentrated source of carbohydrate. So those don't give me any issues while I'm running, which I'm very thankful for because I don't know what I would do if they did. Um, So generally, I run first thing in the morning for a couple of reasons. One, I, I don't have any food in my system. Um, okay, but again, I, I do eat those gummies throughout the throughout the run. But two, you know, I'm training when it's really, really hot. And here in Ohio, it can get up to 90 degrees, you know, when I'm training in July, August, September. Uh, so I try to train as, as, as early as possible so it's not too hot. Uh, so again, you know, sometimes I'll have a small banana if I feel like it. Uh, but again, I would definitely talk to if you know a sports dietitian or someone that knows you best or has a more personal recommendation for you, uh, you know, do what you want when it comes to running on an empty stomach or not. But for me, because of my IBS and my tendency to really feel foods, like when I'm running, I just choose to be as empty as possible. I also, of course, like I said, focus on uh, fluids, uh, which admittedly I can do better with. It's much harder to hydrate intuitively, I will say, because at a certain point, our brain doesn't register thirst. I take water breaks throughout my runs and really try to replenish fluids as best I can uh, per the recommendations, which will be on that sheet within an hour after my runs, uh, especially in the summer because it is so, so hot. Um, So it's important to know that after a long run, adrenaline can blunt our hunger signals too. So you may have to just eat even without feeling hunger, which of course is fine. And even in intuitive eating, it's not just about eating when you feel hungry and not eating when you don't. Like that is an outdated recommendation. Um, There's something called practical hunger. And I I use a lot of that when it comes to training for a half marathon. I don't feel hungry, but I know that I need nourishment. I will say on the days of my long runs, I don't feel as hungry, but the next day I definitely will feel it. So for me, it takes the next day to really notice my my extra hunger, my increased hunger. So how do I even train for a half marathon? Like I said, I am. This is not my area of expertise. I, um, I I've only ever run a half marathon one time, so I'm not. This is not something that I um, am a professional in. But I will say I am a huge fan of cross training. Uh, but and I also want to recommend a person who is haze aligned, so health at every size aligned. Who could be a good coach for you? I will put her name in the show notes as well. So I want to make sure I make that, make uh, a note of that. So I really start training about four or five months out by slowly getting back into running outside again, which I will say I don't run outside often, like throughout the year. I do run on a treadmill when I'm at Orange Theory, but that's about it. I run maybe once or twice a month. So I'm getting back into every week running outside and I start with about three to four miles, and then slowly increase up to five, and then you get it. Throughout, I'm also, you know, interspersing those workouts with yoga, Pilates, bar, all on YouTube, by the way, so they are free, 
Orange Theory, Orange Theory Circuit Workouts, Peloton. I have the app, not the bike, but I do have the app, which I love. So I do a lot of their workouts. Um, so lots of cross training. Essentially, uh, I'm doing a lot more than just running. As I said, I'm getting my cardio system toned and in shape through a variety of exercises, plus building leg and muscle strength with the weights, bar and yoga and Pilates. Uh, by about three months, I'm typically up to about six to eight miles. Then the last month, I'm regularly running at least once a week, eight to 10 miles. And honestly, I think last time I only did that eight to 10 mile once a week, maybe twice. I never even got to 13.2 miles in my training. And I will say for me, that worked. So the highest I got was 10 miles. And then on the day of the event, I ran 13.2. And it was like the adrenaline just got me going and it helped me get through those last uh, three miles. Uh, so, you know, again, talk to a, a coach who, who knows better when it comes to training. If that doesn't align with maybe what sounds like would be best for you, that's totally fine. This is just what I did. So how did my body change and how did that affect me? I didn't really notice my body changing as much as others did. I did get some people commenting on, the, on my changing body. Not many, but uh, just as always, uh, what I do now is it goes in one ear and out the other. And I quickly move on to another topic. I don't want to talk about my body, whether it's a quote unquote good comment. It doesn't matter what kind of comment it is. I just don't think it's something that I want to discuss. Um, so I think there were just a couple of people who said something about it and it wasn't malicious by any means. I just don't want to talk about it. So I try to move on to other, other topics. Uh, in the past, that would have certainly uh, probably had a negative effect on me, no matter what the person said. It would have had my, you know, my mind spiraling in all different directions, no matter what the comment was. But anymore, thankfully, I'm able to just take it in one ear and out the other and move on with my life. Uh, so no overanalyzing anything that people say, which is which is great. And it's a big change from the past for sure. I did notice, of course, my clothes getting tighter. You know, I don't, I never get on the scale, but there's sometimes you just, you notice these things. I noticed that my clothes were tighter, which threw me off a bit, I will say. And who knows what it was? It could have been muscle mass increasing. I don't know. It could have been me gaining weight from all the extra calories I was eating. Because let's be honest, when you're, just like when you're breastfeeding, you feel like you're eating all the time. Same thing when you're training for at least a half marathon. I can only imagine what it's like, like when you're training for a full marathon. But I definitely know I was eating more. So who knows what, what the tightness of my clothing could have been about. I'm not really sure. Uh, but like I said, in the past, that would have bothered me a lot. But I was able to move on from that uh, this time around. Um, all I know is that as of now, running half marathons makes me feel physically really good. Uh, my body is handling it well for now because I'm still young. Uh, I'm nourishing myself. I'm pacing myself. I'm cross-training. And I do know, even though I think Nick wants to do the half marathon every year, which sounds doable, I know that when I when my body is telling me it's it's time to stop, that I will be okay to just slow down and, and stop running. Because in my personal opinion, bodies aren't meant to run such long distances all the time. I'm not saying that it's not good for some people, my body especially, like I'm 40 years old and my, my knees are already cracking a little bit. I know my mom has knee problems. There's back problems in our family. I'm not saying that running is necessarily bad for that, but I don't know if my body is meant to run, run those long distances for a whole lot longer. We'll see. Time will tell. So what motivates me to stay active? I will say, like I said at the beginning, for years, my goal was weight maintenance. 
But then the slightest tip of the scale would make me ponder uh, why I worked out in the first place. I wasn't enjoying it as my motives, again, were purely based on my weight and how I looked. Now, again, I don't monitor my weight and I focus more on the short-term benefits of exercise and I'm choosing movement that I actually enjoy, which makes, what do you know, a whole lot of difference. I feel better mentally when I work out. So these are the short-term, the short-term benefits I know I'm going to get. I feel better mentally. My body is more limber, not as tight. I have more energy and I sleep better. So crazy enough, like when I work out in the morning, I have more energy throughout the day on those days. And then I also sleep better at night, I've noticed. And there is some good research to back that up. Of course, there's also those long-term benefits that we've all heard of uh, and that I do believe are important too. Like my heart is healthier. You know, I have a lot of heart disease in my family and I'm not immune to heart disease, especially because I had gestational diabetes, right? So that puts me at higher risk for getting diabetes, which put me at, puts me at higher risk for getting heart disease. So I'm, I'm doing this for my heart too. My brain works better. My lung capacity is, I would say, monumental, the best it's ever been. Uh, on, on vacation, I showed, um, I, showed to, I showed off, I will say, to the kids in the pool on our vacation. Uh, we did this. I don't know if you've ever done this before, but a flipping challenge. How many flips can you get in the pool without taking a breath? I got seven. Uh, I've never been able to do that. I will take. I will say I almost died. I ran into the wall. I got this huge scrape on my feet, but I was I was adamant about getting seven. Uh, so my lung capacity has improved immensely since you know again doing all the cross training and just really staying active and doing things that I enjoy. And, and I think that's important too, to make sure that you're choosing movement that, that you really enjoy. You know, in the past, I would ask myself, well, you know, have I moved enough today, this week? Or have I done enough, you know, vigorous exercise this week? What should I do today to make up for what I didn't do yesterday? Now, I ask myself what I want to do any given day. What will feel good today? What do I want? What does my body need? Do I need some yoga, something more gentle, bar? something more high intense. What do I need today? And that just makes such a difference. I want to end this episode by sharing an inspirational story I heard on the podcast, Eat the Rules, all about a weight-inclusive running community called the Slow AF Running Club. If you're interested in learning more about this community, check out the link I will add in my show notes. And again, don't forget to sign up for my free half marathon training intuitively. Uh, worksheet, which is also on my show notes. That's it for today. On July 31st, I will be back with an interview with Dahlia Kinsey, author of the book, Decolonizing Wellness, a must read and also a must listen to interview. It was just such a blast speaking with Dahlia. Until then, treat yourself with the respect you deserve. Be the best friend you've always wanted and reach out to me at any time on Instagram at Nutrition Unmeasured or via email at trustyourbodyrd at gmail.com. Be well. Be well.